Hey, everyone. COVID-19 vaccines are starting to become available to the general public. Getting vaccinated is the first step to getting back to all the things we miss most. I have been able to get both of my shots, and I was able to see my grandmother, Emma, who has been on this podcast, and it was amazing because even though we were still masked up, it was just a gift to be able to be with her again, but also without any of the anxiety of, am I going to transmit something or just, it was just, honestly, it was just a huge load off of my shoulders and my soul, and it was great. I highly recommend it, and it's okay to have questions, though. Like, should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? It's okay to have questions about the vaccine. You can get the facts at getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision. Stick around. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by my co-host Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. Guys, let's make some money on the draft. Woo! DK, big better. DK loves betting. DK's oh, a huge yeah. gambler. Massive gambler. <laughs> the next season of Gamblers, narrative podcast by the Ringer, is actually about Danny Kelly's exploits. That is true. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we're doing a whole season on just Danny Kelly. Dave Hill is excited. If you guys haven't picked up on it yet, that has been sarcasm this whole time. They were being sarcastic. This will be a fun app because DK is not the biggest better in the world. Heifetz, do you like to bet? I like to bet. Yeah, no, I I, I do. It's I, I feel very smart when I win, and I feel like, well, you know, it's fine. Like, the universe is random when I lose. It's, you know, it's really like a win-win. <laughs> really lose-lose. There's a whole psychological thing to that, yeah. We've been spending a ridiculous amount of time trying to figure out where these guys are going to go. And so now we're just a few days out from the draft. Two days? I don't know. Recording is Tuesday. Wow. Two days from the draft. Let's just make some freaking money on this because there's money to be made, kind of. All the odds are terrible, to be honest, but we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) It's also kind of a good just proxy for what's going to happen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give DK a thousand fake dollars, although I suppose you could just make them real dollars if you want, but they're a thousand fake dollars. DK bucks. DK coin. DK bucks. Like Donkey Kong. Is that a currency in the Mario world? I don't know. Anyway. We're going to give DK fake money. We're going to read a bunch of bets and we're going to make him put uh, like money on stuff, even though he might not 100% understand how odds work. Yeah, DK, <laughs> you now know that minus means minus means uh, favorite plus means underdog. Yes. I have, a friend, I have a friend who told me to please read these things out loud like so I can enforce it in myself like what these things mean. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and actually learn these terms. I keep wanting to say negative 300. I want to just speak... To everyone who does not intrinsically understand what, you know, <laughs> Penesuel minus 450 
means because I think that that's the majority of people listening to this. I think that gambling terms are all really weird and dumb. Yeah. And yeah. that like minus four fifty can just very easily be explained as you have to put four dollars and fifty cents down to make one dollar of profit. Right. Just it's not a very intuitive way to put it. So it's okay. I mean, it's probably easier if you say you you have to put a hundred dollars you have to put four hundred and fifty dollars down to make a hundred dollars. I think yeah. Betting lines <laughs> betting lines are are created off the off like the basis of one hundred dollars, like that's yeah. how they are listed. So when you see Trey Lance is plus three hundred to go third, that means if you bet one hundred, you win three hundred. Yep. So it's all based off a hundred bucks. If somebody's plus six fifty, you mean you bet a hundred, you win six fifty. Um, so that's kind of how it goes. Who knows if this episode is already confusing? It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's just get into this. Okay, so let's just go through here. Let's go through the player props. First one up. We're getting these from Fanduel, by the way. Fanduel Sportsbook. Unless otherwise noted, we have some fun ones from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, first one up is just who will the night? What, what will the number three pick be from the Niners? Right. Yeah, Mac Jones is the favorite at minus three forty, so you'd have to put three hundred and forty fake Danny Kelly dollars to win one hundred <laughs> fake Danny Kelly dollars back. We'll have TBD on what you can buy with fake Danny Kelly. Can we dollars. call him DK Bucks? DK Bucks. Yeah. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball sure. at gmail <laughs> if you have an idea for what you can spend DK Dan bucks on. coins and. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mac Jones is minus 340. Trey Lance is plus 300. So $300. So $100 down would win you 300. Three to one, basically. Justin Fields is plus 650. So six and a half mm. to one. Kyle Pitts is plus 4,300. So Kyle Pitts is 43 to one. Penny Sewell is 60 to one. And Zach Wilson is 60 to one. This has been all over the place. Like a week ago, yeah. Justin Fields was tied with Mac Jones. They were both essentially a coin flip. It was like 50-50. And then it started to lean. Justin Fields was the favorite, and now it's completely swung back, and Mac Jones is now the favorite. <laughs> That's because there there was some reports on Monday, I believe, that said... So Peter King wrote this. I believe uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted this. Basically, he, they both said it's a two-horse race. It's Mac Jones versus Trey Lance at this point. Uh, the 49ers went in thinking they're going to take Mac Jones when they made this pit, when they made this trade. They're thinking we're taking Mac Jones, and like the narrative or, or rumors or whatever is saying now that Trey Lance, they're they're considering Trey Lance. Like he's made an impact on them, um, and he he's like more in the race than they thought he would be. I guess it, it, the whole thing is just absurd to me. Like they should have made this decision before they made the trade. But yes, the absurdity is that there is a race. Like there shouldn't be a race right now. It should be they know who they're <laughs> taking. Right. So maybe this is all just to create fun betting lines. But Wait, can I look we just at this. Clarify, can yeah. you, no, 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 we just glossed over this. Do you remember one week ago when we did this podcast and I said the Niners didn't know who they were going to pick <laughs> when they made the trade and you guys fucking laughed at me? Oh, it was and a now take we're like, perch. do they know who they're going to take two days? I'm laughing. Hi, Fitz. I'm laughing at the 49ers through you. I'm not laughing at you. I think it's just. Oh, is that laugh- the new? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing. At- I'm laughing at the idea that they did this without knowing who they're going to take. Like that's borderline incompetence to me. We're laughing at Kyle Shanahan. And can I just say, guys? <laughs> I feel like I-, I was laughed at. I feel like I was the one who was laughed at. It didn't well, you deserved it. It was like translucent at best. You always yeah. deserve to be laughed at. <laughs> can I? Can I just say that, guys? Um, we're laughing at Kyle Shanahan, but. I just wanted to say, I hope that you three are alive come draft day. I hope that everybody in the Niners is alive <laughs> come draft day. I hope Kyle Shanahan's alive. I hope everybody's alive come draft day. Shanahan turned into a nihilist, which I kind of <laughs> love. He was Wait. asked, so for for the record, for people that don't understand that joke, he was asked the other day uh, if, what was it? The question was, is Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo going to be the starter? Or is he yeah. going to be on the roster? And he's like, buddy, I don't even know if any of us are going to be alive by the time the season rolls around. 
Like we could all be fucking dust in the wind. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. DK's like, wow, I should get Kyle Shannon's initials tattooed on me. He has been listening to the Ringer NFL show and the Ringer Fantasy Football show because that is like, he's stealing my shtick. It's bullshit. We should have him come on and just talk about like life and existence. Stuff like Sponsored that. by Arby's. <laughs> uh, anyways, so anyway, let's talk about this, this these odds. because Best value bets. I, I think the best value is Justin Fields because I think it's in the realm of possibilities that he's still the pick. I think, you know, it's a contrarian thing. Like he's out of the running according to reports. So just hammer that. It's yeah. plus 650. So you bet $100, you get 650 bucks back. I like that. I think Trey Lance is still a solid bet because... You know, there's there's a lot of people that are sort of convinced that Trey Lance is the guy right now. But what's changed? Why why doesn't it just feel like like it was the Forty Niners minds? No, no, no. Here's the thing about these lines. It feels like we just haven't talked about Lance for two weeks, and now it's like, oh, he's a new thing to talk about <laughs> that the Niners might take. Here's the thing about these lines. When it comes to setting a line for like a football game, Vegas is incredibly good at it. When it comes to setting the lines for these draft picks, they have no idea. Just like everyone else has no idea, they're betting based off of headlines and shit. And so the lines are all set. And insider information. Some, but terrible. these are all terrible values. So like in the absence of information, because they don't actually have the same information advantage they do for like football games, all these odds are terrible. Like, just to be clear, like if you wanted Mac Jones, I will say Mac Jones at minus 340, the window is kind of gone to be betting on Mac Jones because you could have gotten better odds. I think that really just what changed is like a couple reports. Like they were like, oh, they're going to do a pro day with Trey Lance. And then they're seeing what we're seeing. I don't think that there really is any magic here beyond the headlines that we saw about the Niners are down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. So if I think Trey Lance at plus 300 is probably better than Fields at 650 because it would be shocking if it was Fields, but you're not getting shocking value here. So I don't know. I'd rather put 50 bucks down on Trey Lance, 50 of my DK bucks down on Trey Lance to try to make like, you know, 150 than 50 bucks in Mac Jones to make. I don't know. I can't do math. I think, uh, I think DK is right. I think uh, Fields is probably the best value if I had, if you had to pick. Yeah, easily. Odds aside though, I think it's Mac Jones is the pick. Forget the betting for a second. I think it's Mac Jones. Do you guys agree? Yeah. DK, do you think it's Mac Jones? <sighs> yeah. Wow. I go back and forth, but yeah, I think it's But that Jones. hesitation means I would bet on Trey Lance. What about you, Craig? Mm, I wouldn't bet. If I had to bet, I'd bet on Justin Fields, but I'm not going to bet it. I actually have Justin Fields that I bet like three weeks ago. Um, already but bet. But that doesn't make any sense because if this happens 10 times, do you think that Trey Lance is the pick more than twice as often as Justin Fields? No. No, oh, well, okay. That, then, okay, your logic makes sense. <laughs> I do. I, I think that Trey Lance <laughs> is the pick before Justin Fields. Anyway. While we're talking about Trey Lance here, let's talk about the odds for where Trey Lance goes. Yeah. So this, this is basically is is all, now a conversation about Trey Lance and Justin Fields and somehow Kyle Pitts. This blew my mind. Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida, went on NFL Network today. Today is Tuesday and was speaking to Andrew Siciliano. And Andrew Siciliano, who's wonderful, love Andrew Siciliano, asked him a really annoying question. Yeah. Which was like, how do you feel about the Niners? What if the Niners took you with the third pick. <laughs> and it's one of those like, holy shit, we need the draft to be here now. Like, I'm <laughs> tired of this stuff. The content well is dry. <laughs> <laughs> the 
<laughs> the well is dry. We were out of water. It was like just co- thirsty in the content desert. And I don't know if I'm in the content desert seeing a mirage or what, but Kyle Pitts basically responded by saying, I think the first four picks will be quarterbacks. Do we have to, can we play the clip, Craig? Would it surprise you? Because you, you, I know you've heard this. You're laughing. I know you've heard that there are some who think that the 49ers are just messing with us. They have George Kittle, but they also have Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't need the quarterback right now. That, Kyle, they went up to get you. Would it surprise you if you're the 49ers pick? Uh, I'll say it's half and half. It was surprising, but it, maybe yeah, it was definitely surprising because, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of great quarterbacks in that draft. And I think the first four picks will be quarterbacks. But um, if, if I do get the chance to be drafted at third, that'd be – I don't even know. That would be too crazy. Uh, I'm just, that would be really exciting. I, I don't know what will happen. I just think my heart just fall out of my chest. Because you you and George Kittle might be the best 12 personnel package anyone's ever put on the field. I can agree with you now. So I need to know what you guys <laughs> think about that clip. Because there's two possibilities to me. One, it is completely and utterly meaningless. Which feels <laughs> likely. On yep. the other hand... The fact that, like, unless Kyle Pitts just confused the Niners having the third pick and the fourth pick, it's not insane to think that Kyle Pitts has heard some inside information from his agent about a lack of interest from the Falcons at four, and that the Falcons have indicated to the agent that they're going to take a quarterback, and that the agent relayed that to Kyle Pitts, who no one thought Mm -hmm. would tell anyone. Right. And that now we've telegraphed that the Falcons will either take or trade (laughs) the pick to someone who will take a quarterback. Craig, am I insane? Before DK's rational brain steps into this conversation, <laughs> I'm all in on this meaning a lot. This is smoke and there's going to be fire. Uh, I immediately went and bet Kyle Pitts over four and a half spots where oh he gets drafted. Oh my God, I did too. Tra- I ran. I ran. Yeah. As soon as I saw this, I was like, the lies are going to change. Well, and the reason why is because the question, he answered the wrong question, which shows me that he was being honest. And like, he actually was like, oh yeah. Yes. Like I... Yes. If Siciliano was like, what do you think is going to happen at the fourth pick? And he was like, I don't know. It's going to be tough. The fact that Siciliano was asking a different question and in Kyle Pitts' answer, he happened to mention something else being like, oh, well, I think the first four picks are going to be quarterback. But if I went to the Niners, that'd be pretty cool. It's like, oh my God, he accidentally just gave away something huge. Dude, it's so, I I really, I really believe, like, if there's a quarterback (laughs) at four, we will look back at this as like the skeleton key to the entire (laughs) week. And if if Kyle Pitts goes to Atlanta, then... I mean, I don't know. I'll feel really dumb for like two days and forget about it. But DK, with like, do you, do you think this means anything, or is this just we're just? Uh, I think it's possible. I, so <laughs> High Fitz wow. peek behind or, the curtain. High, High Fitz was freaking out when when we talked about this in Slack. He was like losing his shit. I think there's a chance. There's a slight chance, like what you said, where the Falcons have been in contact with Kyle Pitts's people and are like, "Hey, we're considering him here." Blah blah blah. Because I, I know that like agents reach out to teams and and try and get a, a bead on it because they want to manage expectations for their clients, right? And have an idea where their guys are going to go. Uh, there's a small chance the agent was like told by the Falcons that, hey, we're going to probably go with quarterback here. So that's why he said that. Maybe. There's a, there's a world in which that is a, a thing that happened. But I just think he also might have just been like, he also did say, he was like, you know, there's some good quarterbacks in this class. You know, and it, it was kind of just, it fe- felt a little bit like he was just generalizing and sort of being humble. So who knows? Um, I, I, let's spin this back to Lance. Hold on, so hold on. Let, Wait, let, I'm looking up who, who the agent who Kyle Pitts represents, and I'm going to see if there's some connection here. Give me a second. 
Okay, but DK, I want to ask you. So if if a quarterback does go four and Kyle Pitts is correct, yeah, is it going to be Lance? Yes, that's what that's what I think. So I think it's going to be right now. So if we were if we were doing one, two, three, four, it'll be Lawrence Wilson, Mac Jones, which I guess we're landing on, and then I think it's going to be the Falcons taking Trey Lance because what I've heard and what is, is sort of like the word on the street is the Falcons like Lance. And so um, that could be a turning point. If the 49ers don't take Lance, the the Falcons could say, hey, we're going to go Lance instead of taking Pitts here. Pitts will fall a teeny bit. Maybe he'll fall to five, six, seven. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I could see that being the fourth pick, which is why I like, or it, which is why I don't really like either of these bets. So the over is uh, plus 184, uh, six and a half. So, and the under, which is favored, is minus 230, six and a right. half. So I think it's more it's more likely it's more likely he's going to be under in my opinion he's going to be the fourth pick. So I don't love either of these. If you so if you want to spin this into getting some value, what I would recommend is finding a site. I found it. Um, you can find Mac Jones three, Trey Lance four, Jamar Chase five, and that paid off seven to one. So if you could find that, because it doesn't matter if Lance goes to the Falcons or if somebody trades into four and takes Lance. As long as he mm. goes four and you can get Jones at three, Lance at four, Chase at five to Cincinnati, that could be a seven to one payoff. That might be the best way to kind of bet Trey Lance under six yeah. and a half and get more value. I like that. I like that. Hi, Fitz. What do you have for us? Um, I didn't I didn't discover what I was hoping to discover in my Kyle Pitts wormhole deep dive. So no. not going to lie to hear anything you guys just said. I, I hope it was entertaining. That's good. We should let's move on to Fields though. This is a really interesting Great. one. Fields' draft position line is eight and a half. His over is plus one sixties. Under is uh, minus one ninety eight, which means people think it's going to go under. But DK, where are you landing? Yeah. So I'm going to lay this out. Adam Schefter said on Monday on his podcast that there's a ninety five chance, a ninety five percent chance Fields is going to be on board at six. So that means there's this three team sequence where. A multiple different things could happen. Basically, the Dolphins are at six, the Lions are at seven, and the Panthers are at eight. The Dolphins, heavily rumored to be interested in Jalen Waddle. It feels unlikely they're going to take a quarterback. It feels unlikely Fields is going to be that spot. So six, I think, is, is irrelevant. Seven is where things get very interesting from the quarterback point of view. I don't really know what the Lions are going to do. There's certainly a chance they take Fields, but it seems more likely, since they just traded for Goff, that they will trade down. And there's rumors... And, and reports out there that they're looking to trade down. In fact, per uh, the Athletics' Chris Burke this morning, multiple sources, in quote, multiple sources have told multiple people at the Athletic that the Lions would like to trade back from number seven and have made that desire note. So they're putting out there. Not just that, no. Albert Breer said the Lions want to trade down more than any other team. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, so they're looking to trade down. So what, what that means to me is this is the spot where Justin Fields is going to get taken at seven. Mm. And I don't know what team it's going to be, but I think in my mind, that's why I think the under is going to hit the under is like the odds are not great, whatever, like the, that the, the favorite is the under. So I wouldn't bet on this basically. But, but if he weren't going to go seven, then you have the Panthers at eight. Well, why do we know if it's fields? Like if you don't think that my, if you think my whole could be conspiracy at the Falcons, what if Trey Lance goes at seven and then fields, you know, doesn't go to the Panthers at eight and they don't trade and like Fields just falls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance. This is what, yeah, like there, there's definitely some people that think Fields is going to fall. In fact, our, our take guy, Chris Sims, had him at 32 
Can we just take a moment for Chris Sims? <laughs> take take God. God. Dude, he's out here take purging in the daylight. Unbelievable. <laughs> Chris Sims? Yeah. It's unreal. I, I, like, I like that he got the, so much respect for him getting to 32 and being like, no, the Bucks will do it. Yeah. Because he could have let him fall out of the first round. He was like, no, 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 no. The Buccaneers. I didn't forget him. He's going to, he's going to replace Tom Brady. It's performance art at this point. It's, it, it's just, you know what? Respect. I was reading, so I was reading the other thing I think, so I think it's going to be the Broncos. And the reason I, I, I'm, I would bet the under that Broncos he's going to be fields. at seven. Yeah. The Broncos are reported to have interest in fields. Uh, the athletics, uh, Nick Cosmiter said that the Broncos would be willing to move up a few spots from nine. His hunch, he doesn't, I don't, he's not necessarily reporting this, but his hunch is they prefer fields to Lance, but for what it's worth, I've heard the opposite. So I don't really know. Like th- this whole thing, there's so many smoke screens out there. It's hard to know. So here's the thing about the top 10. And I think it's really important to remember is that the top 10 is just littered with like a bunch of new groups of p- people running these teams. So like, yes, if you just look, true. like it's usually at least you can look to past drafts as an indication of, or like there's evidence of what they think and how they will run the team. But here's the thing. The Falcons are being run by a new group of people at four. The Lions are being run by a new group of people at seven. The Panthers are being run by a new group of people at eight. And while John Elway kind of promoted himself to retirement, under him, the Broncos have a new GM at nine, which is just a lot of unknowns. Yeah, it's a good point. For a very meaty part of what's going to go down. All we know is the Panthers seem to want to move that down. The Lions seem to want to move down. The Giants, Gettleman said out loud, they're trying to move down uh, publicly. The Eagles will move up or down. They're just kind of polyamorous or whatever when it comes to trades. But like you put all that together, and what does it mean? I kind of think that, again, if four teams are floating out there that they want to trade down, I feel like it means no one wants to trade up. That really is how I feel. Are you going to hammer the over then? Plus 160? (sighs) Sims is. Sims put his mortgage on it. (laughs) No. The odds in this bet are terrible. But, well, no. Over... No, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I would take the over here for, what is it, plus 160? Mm-hmm. Gun to my head, I think Justin Fields falls outside the top 10. At the end of the day, didn't we had Fields going after this in our mock draft I think Fields goes outside the, the top NFL 10. Show, I really so. do. It's not how I feel about Justin Fields, but I do right. think he will not be a top 10 pick if I have to pick. So <sighs> yeah. I, would, I would bet on that, actually. Yeah. Can I just say that I want the Lions to trade back so badly because I don't want any even minutely cool athlete to go to the Lions. <laughs> right. I don't want anyone going to the Lions. Like any receiver Give quarterback. Give them an offensive lineman. I don't, I don't even care. want Panay Sewell going there. I want no one. I just <laughs> well, That's my thing about the Lions. That's actually, this I feel, this is the one take I feel strongly about that I am like reasonably certain you, I will be right about something I know nothing about, which is again, what do the Lions want? Which no one knows. However, you have but the, you just look at the people who are like advising that team, and you look at Dan Campbell, the head coach, and just the type of people they've hired. They're all like old football men who are like grizzled, and they want have a, they have like a record amount of former players on staff. They just I am so positive that they will take a physical type of player, whether it's an offensive lineman or a defender or a Michael Parsons linebacker. It would blow my mind if he gave this speech about biting kneecaps and like taking hunks out of people, getting knocked down, taking another hunk out of you. Like that speech in the other guys was like, the tuna, we will go on land and we will get oxygen and eat more lion and go back and get more oxygen. But like it's kneecaps. 
if they start out and take what Devonte Smith, who weighs 165 pounds, to start that era in Detroit, would blow my mind. That's the only thing I I just don't see it. Yeah. So I think that the Lions trade out if they can, but I I really do think that the, that's where Sewell will go or Slater. So I think that Justin Fields falls to eight. I don't think the Panthers are going to take a quarterback either. Sorry, that was a long rant. All right. So you like the over. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Let's go to let's go to the receivers, the pass catchers. Here, let's start with Kyle Pitts. His over under. So th- there's a caveat here. His over under on Fanduel is four and a half. But every other site, Bavada, my bookie, some of the more established, you know, like international betting sites, they have it at five and a half. So Fanduel might be able to get some value here if, if you don't think if you think Lance or a quarterback is going at number four. DK, what do you like on the four and a half line? <sighs> yeah, I mean, this is a it's a good line. It's essentially, for even odds. Yeah, yeah. It really just comes down to what the 49ers do and what the Falcons do, right? Like if the Falcon if the 49ers take Lance, I think the Falcons take him. If the 49ers take Mac, I think the, the Falcons take Lance. And then you hit the over. So Wait, really? You think that the whether Trey Lance is on the board or not depends like the Falcons the board probably is Trey Lance and then Pitts. That's how it's sounding right now. Yeah. I think that there's so like we so the pits the discussion over, the the pits the pits like argument is so interesting because you know they have the opportunity to pick a very talented guy that will help them right away you know give Matt Ryan a little bit more life in the next couple of seasons or whatever or they can take a what's probably a more long term solution and, and a quarterback and you know put him behind Matt Ryan for a year or two and then go from there you're not going to be picking this high likely for a while or ever. So like use this opportunity to pick a quarterback. They're just so much more valuable than tight ends in general. I don't know. End of the day, honestly though, like the over, which is what we kind of decided earlier might be, might be possible. It's just plus plus one ten. Like that's not great. The under minus 134. I'm probably, I'm just probably not going to be betting on this. This doesn't look juicy to me. All right. Well, if you're not going to bet on that, what about next one's Jamar chase. So if he basically, if he falls, if he's taken in the first five picks, it's minus 160. Mm-hmm. And then if he falls past the fifth pick, it's plus 130. So really, it's do the Falcons or Bengals take Jamar Chase? Yeah, I think the word on the street is the Bengals love Chase, or at least that Mike Brown does, the owner. I think he's going to be the number five pick. So the under. But there's a very strong chance it's all it's Penny Sewell. I, I'd say the better bet here is probably the over just because there's a that like... Penny Sewell is such a strong chance of being there. It's like 50-50 at this point in my mind. Do you think Burrow would be kind of pissed if they didn't take Chase? No. You see the scar on his knee? (laughs) There's a reason these odds are bad. It's because 
this one is not a surprise. You're not going to get good odds in something that generally everyone kind of thinks is going to happen. So Jamar Chase going fifth to the Bengals, not a good odds here. Devontae Smith, if he falls past the 11th pick, it's minus 122. And the 11th pick is the Giants. The Giants, yeah. So if he goes past the Giants, it's minus 122. If he is taken in the first 11 picks, so the Giants that are 11 or earlier, it's it's plus 100. So like even money. I think he's going to fall a little bit. So I think he's going to hit the over. I don't think the Giants are going to take him because um, basically everything you've convinced me, Heifetz, they just that's not like really their style. It, it, according to the report I saw that, that Joe Judge, the head coach, likes Devontae Smith. But Gettleman ultimately is making the calls, right? And he's just not going to pick a 160-pound receiver in the first round. I you just paid eighty million for Kenny Galladay. Why do you need Devontae <laughs> Smith? You have you have Slayton and, and Shepard and Ingram and Saquon. Like that's the last thing you need in my mind. Could, d- could here's the thing: Could they draft Devontae Smith and then they get, Dave Gettleman goes to his press conference and says, "Highest rated player on a board. We're in love. He, did you watch him in college? This is the easiest evaluation of my life." Yes. Sure. However, I think it makes more sense if they grab Rashawn Slater or a large human being or Micah Parsons or something. <laughs> Not that I, this would make me happy to draft Micah Parsons, but they draft a big football player and they're like, look, big men let you compete. Have you ever heard Tom Coughlin speak? And he just like, that's what his entire <laughs> ethos has been. Yeah. That yeah. It just makes more sense to me yeah, that, than agree. drafting receiver in the first. It's just not Gettleman's style, as you said, DK. Generally speaking, too, like there's there's seems to be a growing consensus that Smith falls a little bit compared to what draft Twitter and some of us think. I, uh, so we'll, I, I think he'll fall past 11. I think you hammered the over on that one. All right. Let's last one here. Jalen Waddle, the other Alabama receiver. It, this is about whether he goes in the top 10 or not. If he goes in the top, well, it's even money actually either way. It's minus 110 for both. This is actually, the, isn't minus 105 what they do for the coin flips? This is basically the same thing. They don't know what's going to happen. It goes top yep. 10 or not. It's minus 110 either way. So DK, gun to your head, even odds. Does Jalen uh, Waddle go in the top 10 or, or yes or yes. no? I think he goes in the top 10. I think he goes before 10. Hmm. This is actually really, this one I think is good odds. I think yeah. this one, this one Even money, essentially. On. Okay. Let's get Here's to where we get, these here. are more fun. I like these. So, this is kind of like horse racing. Or like you yeah. can do like an exact a box or whatever. You, we can bet on the exact order of how like some of these positions go. DK, so you can bet on like any permutation yeah. you want of like Jamar Chase and then Jalen Waddle and then, you know, Devontae Smith and then whatever receiver. You can bet on who the first four receivers will be off the board in order. DK, yep. what is the order you think has the most value here of all these bets? Okay, so I'm going to start with the one that I think is most likely, not, not necessarily most value. The most likely one in my mind is also the favorite. Chase, Jamar Chase. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, and then Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. And that is plus 250. I still think that's pretty good. Like, I would okay. bet that. Two and a half to one? Yeah. The second, the one that I love, I think that that's got a pretty strong chance of happening, is Chase, Waddle, Smith, and then Rashad Bateman, who goes to, like, say, the uh, Bra- uh, the Bears, you know, or at 20 or so. Um, I think there's a very solid chance Chase, Waddle, Smith come off one, two, three. And then Bateman is the next guy off the board at, to the Bears, or you know maybe a little bit later. Uh, so that's plus, plus six hundred. I like six that. To one. That's six to one odds. That's, that's pretty good. good to me. If you're if you're wanting to swap things up a little bit, I don't like this one quite as much, but it's a, it's there's a small chance this happen. You go, you switch up the first two chase or sorry the first the the second two. You go chase one, Smith two, and then Waddle, and then Bateman. That's plus six fifty. If you want to go big. Here's a couple that I really like. Chase one, Waddle two, Bateman three, 
he sneaks in front of Smith because Smith falls because he's skinny. Teams are worried about durability. Teams are worried about all that stuff, like all the precedent, lack of precedent, all that. So basically, you're betting that Smith might fall a little bit further than you think. That one's plus 25,000. So, <laughs> so just to let everybody know, that is 250 to one. Yeah. So 100 bucks will get you 25,000, right? Correct. So that one, that's juicy to me. No, no, no. $2,500. Yes, $100 nets you $2,500. Actually, no. I think it's... No. 250 to one. No, you're not getting 250 grand because four... That's not how betting works. They're never going to offer you $250,000 on a $100 bet. That would mean the, if you put down $1,000, you could own the fucking casino. The line is 250 to one. Yeah, it would be 25 grand if you bet $100 on this. Yes, it would be, Heifetz. <laughs> it's not too... Look at it. It's, it's fucking in the picture. It's in the picture. Let me go to fucking FanDuel. Uh, it I is. Can... <laughs> oh my god! It's twenty five thousand. You're right. Can we like so? Let's let me start this over and we'll no, do this. Keep Should, no, keep No, we're not starting about? this over. Should this we uh, convene and take a little break and put some money down on this so that like we convene <laughs> at a later date? Like, wait, you're telling me that if Rashad Bateman, if we just go ahead and waddle and we each put a hundred dollars down in this, that we would win. $25,000? It's Bateman yes. going in front of Smith is the thing. Correct. Which I think isn't as wild as you might think because Smith is so skinny, I think he could fall a little. It's Dude, possible. I don't think it's, it's not likely. Let's freaking do this. All it takes is for teams to be like, eh, this guy's kind of skinny. I don't know. And you make twenty five grand. <laughs> Here's another one. I mean, we're going to do this, right? The the go big or go home part two is if you're if you're sitting here thinking like, look, they're not going to take Bateman over Smith because of the skinny issues. Bateman also is skinny for the record. He's like six foot, six foot 190. If you want a guy who's a little thicker, who's also been getting first round hype, the odds this aren't going to happen, but Chase Waddle, Kadarius Tony Smith is also plus 25,000. But the point is, Chase and Waddle is like chalk. You're getting right. 250 to 1 odds on like one thing going crazy. Yes. Right. right. And it's like, yes, Devontae Smith could go second among receivers and like blow it up. But who cares? Like, it's a pretty tremendous return on like one thing going weird. Usually you see this on like something that never, usually you see this on the odds of the Super Bowl having like three or four safeties in the same game. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? This isn't like, oh, Rashad Bateman went ahead of Smith. That's all this is. Yeah, it's like Brady catching two touchdowns in the Super Bowl is this odds usually. Yeah, we're gonna have to make this bet before this. So I think these are live. these are okay. fun as hell. These are fun as hell. <laughs> All right, let's keep rolling here. Sticking with receivers, though, I think the, another one. This is actually from uh, my bookie, and I think this is an interesting discussion. Is the over under on receivers overall taken in the first round? Kind of sticking with the same idea. The over under is four and a half. So basically. You know, do you think there's going to be four receivers taken in the first round or five or more? And I think, I don't know, honestly. So, like, the favorite is over. Yes, like five. that's minus 450. The heavy, heavy favorite is over. You'd have to spend $450 to win 100 if you wanted to take over four and a half. I think there's a pretty solid chance it's only four in the first round. Really? That's pretty good odds. Plus 275 if you want to take under. You really think that? It's a deep class, so so some teams might be like, look, we'll wait a little bit. And then the, the guys sort of on the borderline are small. That's the problem. Like, there's like a bunch of slot 
you know, sub six foot guys. You got skinny guys. So basically the locks for the first round, which I think are Chase, Waddle, and Smith. Don't forget Rashad Bateman in our 250 to one bet. I would put probable that Bateman is a first rounder. Although it just really depends on what the teams think. And then possible, I would add like Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony, and then like much less likely Rondale Moore or Terrace Marshall. Ter- sounds like Terrace Marshall is has a knee issue, so he's going to fall, which which really bums me out because he was one of my favorite sleepers. But um, bottom line is, it would not surprise me whatsoever if it was Chase, Waddle, Smith, and Bateman in the first round, and then like Elijah Moore was early second. If that's how you feel, then you should also be hitting the under on how many offensive players are drafted in the first round, and the number is 18. And if you're saying there won't even be five receivers, under 18 players at plus 110 is also a pretty good pair with that one. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because there's only going to be maybe four quarterbacks, a handful of O-linemen, and like a running back, uh, one tight end. Like, I think under 18 would be smart there. We should. Let's move right into offensive linemen. we got Panay Sewell. His draft position line is five and a half. Odds aren't terrible. If you want to take the over five and a half, it's minus 156. If you want to take the under five and a half, it's plus 124. Where do you think he's going, DK? If well, I think he, so, in my final mock, I'm going to have him going. I th- I'm going to have Chase going number five to the Bengals. So that means he falls a little bit. But I do think someone could take someone. Someone could trade up. I, I still think. Who trades up for an O-lineman? This bet is essentially saying, is he going to go five? And I think no. Has anyone ever traded up for an O-lineman? Like in yeah. the top six picks? Yeah. I so. uh, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I th- so the big, the big rumor the Bengals and don't like really the strongest out. rumor the is that the Chargers are going to char- trade up from 13 to like seven, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range and take Sewell if he falls a little. Because Sewell was uh, Justin Herbert's left tackle in college, blah, blah, blah. Reunite them. So I got a question about how this works. So let's say like the Chargers want to do that. So do they do they already tell the teams that are in the seven eight nine spot that hey we're thinking about trading up, or do they wait until the Bengals take Chase and then offer it? No, it's the other way around. It's the first thing you said. It's they'll have a deal in place, probably negotiated this week. Like it's probably already in place, and they'll be like maybe with the Lions, and they're like, if Penny Sewell, or they might not even tell them, they're like, hey, we have a player on this on our board that if they fall to you, we will make a, this trade with you. They agree on the 90% of the parameters of the trade. And then sometimes they wouldn't even tell them who the player is. And then they call them when they're on the clock, and they're like, is the player still there? And they're like, yes. And then they swap. That's what the Bears and Niners did. The Bears and Niners agreed to a trade for the Trubisky trade four years ago. And the Niners were like, will you tell us who you're trading up for? And the Bears were like, no. <laughs> and then it was that's Trubisky really and the Niners all of them were shocked except like one Niners employee who predicted it but like so like that's why I believe again not to be a conspiracy that's why I kind of believe the Kyle Pitts thing because it's like sometimes these deals are negotiated ahead like a couple days in advance and the agent I'm all in it. on the Kyle Pitts thing all anyway, in. while we're talking about <laughs> offensive linemen the Sewell odds the actual betting odds in Sewell kind of suck but I'm curious to get what you think about the offensive linemen round one bet because there's yeah how many offensive linemen are drafted in round one over under six and a half so there's three that are like guaranteed like sewell rashawn slater and vera tucker are like guaranteed to be top three i think so christian darisaw virginia tech two but like are there going to be six or like seven or what this yeah so this is like a very similar discussion to the receivers one i think the odds are just like receivers the odds are there's probably going to be more but I think like the odds um, 
it looks better if you bet the under on this, like six and a half. If he, I, I could see six tackles pretty easily. It would be a little more surprising if there was more than that. So the six guys are Sewell, Slater, Vera Tucker, Christian Derrissaw, uh, Tevin Jenkins. That's five. And then that's where you start getting a little iffy on guys. So like Landon Dickerson, center, he has all these injury issues that that have ha- have hampered him throughout his whole career. Maybe he doesn't go in the first round. Alex Leatherwood. I think he's got first round talent, but I've heard also that some teams don't like him quite as much as like we you might think. Uh Creed Humphrey, Eisenberg, Cosme. There's all these maybes in here, but like to me, there's there's really only like five pretty pretty likely guys, and then a handful of I guess less likely you'd say. So I'm looking at five. I'm looking at the over under is six and a half. I I would hit the under. Hmm. I mean, under generally is a good rule for things like this and like Super Bowl prop bets because people always want to bet overs on everything. And so the under, like the overs have terrible odds always. Uh, let's, all right, let's get to running backs here. So there, there's two running backs that are probably going to go in the first round or like, or in the conversation. So there's Najee Harris, the Alabama dude who he's over under on him is even as at 28. And then Travis Etienne, which the over under is 32. Which of these do you like better, DK? I think you're safer going ETN. Yeah, because if you take the under of 32 and a half, it just means is he going to go in the first round? I actually kind of like that. I think ETN's going to be the first running back drafted. So so if you think that, that's clearly the best odds because he's actually a plus 104 and then over for ETN being, basically if ETN's not a first rounder, it's minus 128. But not only that, if you look at the order, like the exact bet that for the um, running backs being drafted, they assume Najee Harris will be the first guy going. So if you want to bet ETN, then Harris, and then UNC's Javante Williams, that's actually three and a half to one. That's actually a pretty good bet. Because that yeah. would prob I mean, that's probably the order of running backs if ETN goes first, right? So you said ETN, Najee Harris, and then Javante Williams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, I had this circled yesterday. It was plus 650 yesterday. And now it's plus 340. So I was onto something yesterday. I should have put these bets down Clearly. yesterday, in other words. Um, oh my gosh. So this is funny. Yesterday, the ETN, Najee Harris, Kenneth Gainwell order, like exact order, one, two, three, at the running back spot was plus 550. Now it's plus 1400. <laughs> So I yeah, yeah that to me like was like that doesn't make any fucking sense and so yeah clearly they're altering this but um so yeah I, I would say that one definitely makes the most sense to me the ETN Najee Harris Javante Williams one that's that that looks like the most likely to happen to me what do you guys think I kind of want to put your DK bucks here on um ETN Harris and then Javante I think that's a pretty good bet I think I would do that as well but the problem is the odds got cut in half in twenty four hours. DK, who do you think is going to take ETN? Uh, right now, if I had to guess, I would say the Dolphins at 24. Or the Jets lurking at 23. The Jets are an interesting one, too. Yep. What would, this, what, what would the Jets do if all the running backs are on the board? Do you think they would take... Who would they, who would they take first from, that, from the group? I think, they, I think ETN. Outside zone. Get some speed element in their offense. I kind of feel like maybe it would be ETN, too. Wow. So... Let's keep this in mind. The Jets and then the Steelers. Yeah, because the ETN Najee Williams and the Javante Williams. That just this makes is like watching sense Picasso now. paint, Hyphens. <laughs> We're just watching his mind work. 
I'm just trying to figure out who would take a, a running back in the first round. And I still feel like uh, ETN is the best bet to go first, even though I think Najee Harris is probably a better overall back. I just feel like the NFL is going to get enamored with that speed element, that explosiveness. They I think you're do. right. I think, I think the teams really want explosiveness in the first round. It's tough to pick a non-explosive running back in the first round. But speaking of explosive, let's blow some people's minds. Let's get to some really weird bets here, DK. While Picasso's painting, we're going to do like, you know, I don't know, some 40 <laughs> shit. Cubism. All right. These are from Sports Betting Dime. There are odds. You can bet on this. The odds for th- who will be the last player left in the green room. Mm-hmm. So does so this the, count day two? Or they're still in the green room on day two, technically? Does that count? So basically, the guys who are attending the draft but will not right. be picked, who will be picked last. So Trevor Lawrence is not attending the draft, so he's not even on this list. Caleb Farley. Yeah, I was going to say that. He's a cornerback <laughs> with a just a back surgery. Back surgery won't be medically cleared till the summer. Is 11 to 1. That's a huge... Dude, hammer that. Hammer that one. The reason being, That's pretty good. It, it, we've talked about it here before, is <laughs> he was like widely considered a top 10 talent in terms of his skill, um, all that stuff. But he had back surgery like last month, and he's had multiple back surgeries now. And everything you're hearing is it really affects his, uh, like his stock, his standing. Things we've heard the last few days, especially. I know Chris Mortensen was, was tweeting about this the other day, or this morning how some teams are just not getting a clear picture with the medical stuff. Like it, the medical reports have been like a clusterfuck this year, apparently. Um, even though they did do this like second, uh, you know, like combine thing where, where they got a bunch of people to go and like get tested. Some of the guys were not doing all the tests. They, they opted out of the test. It wasn't as like rigid or, or stringent or whatever. Um, so anyways, the, the bottom line is uh, it's, it's, these guys could fall even further than you think based on the medical stuff because teams are just basically like throwing their hands up like we don't have enough information here. So Caleb Farley, he's the third, he has the third uh like best odds or whatever. It's plus love. So like the two the two most the two favored guys to be the last man standing are Christian Barmore from Alabama, Gregory Rousseau from Miami. I think those both make a lot of sense. Like both of those guys could fall into second round. But bad odds. But you're not getting good odds. It's plus 125, plus 185. It jumps all the way up to plus 1100 for Farley, who has a very strong chance of falling out of the why first is round. He, why is Caleb Farley going to the draft and he's just going to sit there all night after having back surgery a month ago? Because like, he's like the most home. talented. He's the most talented of the cornerbacks. But like Trevor Lawrence is the most talented of the quarterbacks. Don't go. Stay at home. Like, rest your back. <laughs> Why are you at the draft? <laughs> no, you got to prove Because he's not going. Because you got to prove you're healthy, dude. It's not a big deal. Come on. Uh, 3D chess, 4D chess, whatever. I don't know. I only play 2D chess. Okay, another. This is this is the most important bet of the entire com- like podcast we're having. I barely understand this one, but it's commissioner greetings. So over, under... <laughs> Among the among the thirteen players attending uh, the draft, how will they greet the commissioner? Over unders. Will there be over or under? We're going to go through these one at a time. Five daps. Will there be over under three and a half hugs? Over under three fist bumps. Over under one and a half elbow bumps. No contact. One and a half, and then handshakes. Half. What are the handshakes lines? are half? What are the lines here? The age of the age of COVID. I think it's I guess. fifty fifty for each. It's like minus 110. All right. Yeah, I it's have, minus 110. Even money each. I have two strong thoughts. 
I think you should hammer the over on five daps. Everybody daps. Everyone daps. Everyone will dap. Let me let me ask a stupid old band question. What's the difference between daps and fist bumps? Daps is like up and down. No, dap D- is when you like connect palms and bring it in and the other hand kind of goes around the shoulder. Or you could just kind of keep it as like, like the that bro little, hug. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like a bro hug or it's just like a the dap hands. Is like the hands cool slide handshake. and close. Yeah. It's like it's like how young people handshake. It's like you're not shaking each other's hand. Like, oh, nice to meet you, the Mr. bro hug. Person. The bro like, hug. Okay. Yeah, it's like oh, dude. And then the yeah, bump yeah. is like your outside knuckles pound, like punch each someone else's <laughs> outside knuckles. The stupidest Visually, expl- I've never had to explain this without a visual before. Well, now now I'm thinking: is a dap? Is it not a dap if you bring the other arm over? Is that a considered? No, a it's a hundred percent a dap. Although for the purpose of the scoring, I think that would be a dap and. Wow. You know what I so mean? You said That's if they big. dap up into the hug, you wouldn't get credit for both. Here's right. how big of a fucking nerds we are. I Googled daps and <laughs> there's a Wikipedia account or a page Wikipedia? for giving for it's giving dap. <laughs> it's the Wikipedia dap. page. Yeah, that's not. And there's a picture of two guys like doing like the, the bro hug, like the beginning of the bro hug thing. Do you want me to read you? Do you want me to read you the definition of this? We're the fucking sure. nerds. Dap is a friendly gesture of greeting, agreement, solidarity between two people. I'm not even going to read dude, this. Dude, dude, you're reading the first two. Li- dude, you know what a dap Giving is, Giving dap typically involves handshaking, often by hooking thumbs, pound hugging, fist hooking pounding. Hooking thumbs? thumbs. <laughs> That's not what it is at all. <laughs> no, chest the or fist bumping. We got, we got to get this company to like define dab. Dap. Dude, you know what a dap is. We have dap before. Yeah, but it's like, there's a lot of definitions for it. Hooking thumbs is not part of it. It's like what they say about porn. Isn't it like you can't describe it, but you know what it is when you see it? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That is exactly what it is. Anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Didn't Schefter tweet something about Goodell is fully vaxxed, so he'll be hugging the players? And they're they're normal greetings. So that's the thing. Best bet on this is the over three and a half on the hugs. This is the easiest money you'll ever make in your life. Three and a half on the hugs. <laughs> there will be more than three and a half hugs. I would put, not my life, because it's very precious, but like I would put a substantial amount of money on this. I would put 600 DK bucks on over three and a half hugs. Hammer the under on no contact. No no guy's going to go up there and just like immediately ignore Goodell, just like, right? Yeah, bow. Like He kind of just like puts his hands up. He's like, hey, I like, I'm not. I'm not getting near you, pal. <laughs> I don't think It that's all depends happen. on how they delineate the difference between a hug and a dap. That is crucial. It doesn't matter. There will be three and a half hugs. There, there have to be three and a half oh hugs. Oh my god! I would be fucking blown away if there were not three and a half hugs. And then the handshake, not nah, a half. I bet hmm. the over on that easily. A handshake. Like handshake is very polite. It's a polite thing. They're gonna give handshakes. I feel like there's one. There's gonna be at least one handshake. I hammer the under on one and a half elbow bumps. That's just not. <laughs> The fuck I is think gonna three elbow and a half bump. hugs. That is the elbow bump is the least natural thing to do. Like your your brain immediately you go for the handshake, you go for the hug. No one's gonna elbow bump Roger Goodell. No, just don't it's touch the best him. moment of their life. Like they're gonna hug the guy. If you, if they didn't want to like really have that much contact, they would just fist bump him. No one's doing that. They elbow. wouldn't go to the draft. If you're worried about <laughs> yeah. no contact, you wouldn't be there. Okay, wait. I want to get to this next one here. This is the first person Trevor Lawrence thanks when he speaks after he gets drafted. We got the odds are the favorite is his parents, family, slash wife. It's a wide net. Uh, number two is God, plus 150. Then we have the Jags, plus 1,300. Then we have the coaches, plus 1,900. 
Um, I, I kind of like Jags plus 1300 him being like, first off, I just wanted to thank the Jags for, for picking me and giving me this opportunity. You once, um, suggested people play little Jordan Humphrey in the fantasy playoffs. And let me tell you yeah. something. This is the most wrong you've ever been about anything. There is a 100% chance Trevor Lawrence will thank God first. Why isn't it the best odds then? Because these people who make these odds clearly don't know what they're doing. He's going oh, to thank right, God. Right. So first I'd like to thank God. Like he will say that. I'm talking so about Lawrence value. Always says that, and then he'll thank his family, and then he'll thank the Jaguars. Like he will thank God first. Trevor Lawrence is a very religious dude. Yeah, it's probably right. Value wise, though, I mean, you're getting thirteen to one. If you just <laughs> What's thanks the, the value team. of God? Says Craig Worldback. No, I'm saying thirteen to one shot that he thanks the team that has, that has the hat that he just put on his head. I don't know. Craig doesn't see value in God. It's EK. What do you think? Which, what do you think of the value of God? <laughs> Plus one fifty. <150. laughs> Uh, uh, that's a good question. I kind of like the Jaguars <laughs> one. Thank know. you. Oh my God. But it's 13 Literally, to one for him God. to thank I'm, the team I'm, that I'm, just, I, bet. I can hundred percent see him going. First of all, I'd like to love to thank the Jaguars organization for putting faith in me. I want to thank God. I want to thank my wife. Blah, blah, blah. 100%. I could see it. I could see it going that way. Dude, you're crazy. God, man. 13 to one for him to just thank the Jags. I don't know. 13 is my lucky number. So that's very tempting. Uh, all right, we got a fun one here with some quarterbacks nobody cares about. We have, well, who goes first? <laughs> Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask? It's essentially even odds. DK, who do you think goes first? So I, I think I lean Trask, and I, we were talking about this yesterday, and again, my intuition was correct yesterday. I should have put some fucking bets down because the odds, yeah. like, lowered or whatever you want to call it, you know, for Trask. Trask is is gaining ground. Um, yeah. To me, so Trask is more accurate, I would say, and that's an important thing. Um, he, he put up ridiculous numbers this year. Some team is going to fall in love with that. Um, yeah, do you think he has a better draft reputation? Like, is he more drafty? The fuck does that mean? I would say so because I would say he's more as a, I think he's more of a ready-made backup than Kellen Mond would be. <laughs> Kellen Mond is a developed I can't developed you just answered that question. What does drafty mean? Drafty I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what drafty means. I'll tell you what drafty means. Devontae Smith is not drafty. Jalen Waddle <laughs> is drafty. Yeah. Henry Ruggs was drafty. He's asking me what NFL teams are going to think. Well, you're asking yes. me what NFL teams, like, you know, regardless of whether they should think this or not. Drafty. So the the deal with Mond is he's like got good tools, he's athletic. Um, you know, he has like the potential to be I think developed into a good quarterback, but as I see it right now, Trask is is better right now. And so if a team is looking in the second round to take a guy who's at bottom going to be you know bottom line going to be a backup, good backup, I think it'll be Trask and he has I guess like a better chance in my mind to develop into a starter uh than Kellen Mond does. So he's more drafty. Um, I saw the, so a couple of notes I saw like I was taking notes on this yesterday. I was like per Jan, uh, per Daniel Jeremiah, the Patriots have been doing their homework on Trask. So if they don't get a quarterback in the first round, I could see the, the Patriots going for this, this guy in the second round. Um, per the Athletics, Ben Standig, Washington officials have spent considerable time conversing with Trask. Um, so that's another option for them, probably second round. And then as of last week, I saw odds somewhere else where Trask was the clear favorite to be uh, one of three guys going first round. So whether it was Trask, Davis Mills, or Kellen Mond, Trask had by far the best odds to go in the first round of these guys. This was just last week, so I don't know what's changed since then, but I still would say Trask is easily the pick here. Similar note, this is my favorite prop every year. <laughs> Over under five and a half Alabama players taken in the first round. <laughs> yeah. So well, Let's do this. Let's do yeah, it. I mean, let's, it's a, 
So Mac Jones is a lock. Devontae Smith is a lock. Jalen Waddle's a lock. That's three. Mm-hmm. Christian Barmore, defensive tackle. Is a lock? No, I'm saying these are the uh, the oh, other okay. potential Alabama players. Christian Barmore. Uh, Alex Leatherwood. Who else Guard, we missing? Right? Oh, Patrick Sertain is is a lock. Oh, yeah, right. He's a, yeah. So there's four locks. Four locks, and, yeah. And then you're asking, will... Najee Harris go first round? Will Christian Barmore go first round? Alex Leatherwood go first round? I feel like it's... I hit the hit the over, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it's I over. Feel like, so, no, no, no. I, I, think it's, I think it's the under, and here's why. One, it's the most obvious bet for, like, casual bettors coming into the draft to bet, oh, over at Alabama players. It's, it, they, they set that artificially high, so you lose, number one. Number two, to take this through one by one, Landon Dickerson, I would be surprised because he has two huge ankle injuries and two huge knee injuries in college, and this is the most uncertain medicals teams have ever had. I'd be surprised if he goes. So he's out to me. Yeah, but he's a maybe. I feel like he's a maybe. Leatherwood's a guard. Actually, I guess Leatherwood could go in the first round. He's a t- well, he was their tackle. Some team might see him as a tackle. Yeah, he could, he could play tackle. So it's really, it's, there's four locks, and there's are two other guys going to go. And it's really, is it Najee Harris and Alex Leatherwood? Unless you believe Landon Nickerson. Yeah. When you have a four when you have four guys that are like a lock lock, I guess maybe you could say Mac Jones isn't a lock. I think he is. But he's, he's a, well, here's the here's the actually <laughs> interesting question. The flip side of what I just said about the injury thing is it's kind of like when all this uncertainty, do you just buy the name brand? And teams are just gonna get the Alabama right. players because at the end right. of the day, like they're <laughs> Alabama players. And you're like DK, if Mac Jones didn't go third, when would he go? That's the question. I still think he would go in the first round. I think the Patriots probably would take him. Oh, Washington might take him. Chicago might take him. Yeah, he would go in the first round. I feel like Mac Jones is a lock. I point. think there will be an Aaron Rodgers like slide for whoever this fifth quarterback is, though. I really do believe that. I, oh my I, gosh! I think the idea so you're that, you're yeah. siding with Chris Sims here. You think you think Fields is going to go thirty second overall to the Buccaneers? Is what you're saying? Take God. I respect that take more than I initially <laughs> let on. I, I think that Put it's value not, on like, that take. Rodgers is a little tough because Rodgers could have gone first and then went 24th or whatever. But like, that's not going to happen here. But I do think Justin Fields or whoever, or Lance or whoever is like the fifth guy. I really think there's four musical chairs here for quarterbacks and the other one falls. All right. I have, all right. This is the last one. Uh, This is very important to me. This is the last bet here. I've listed the Kentucky Derby odds. The Kentucky Derby is on Saturday. It's been completely drowned out. Huge tradition of my family betting a Kentucky Derby. So, um, I want you guys to. I'm going to read the Derby field, and I want you guys to pick a horse here. So well, there's essential. Do you have to read the whole. Why can't we just pick a horse and then to give a little reason? Why horse names like are hilarious. <laughs> there's like a thirty of them. Twenty. It's the Kentucky Derby. It's twenty. Anyway, I'll just give you the one that's going to win. Great. Fine. Great. The one that's going to win is Medina oh Spirit. God. The odds are fifteen to one, and here's why. I don't care about Medina Spirit. I don't know anything about the horse. I'm betting on jockeys. Okay, that's how people who really know shit do this. And I'm making that up. But John Velasquez <laughs> is like one of the best jockeys of all know? time. He's won this Kentucky Derby three times in like the last decade. 15 to 1 to root for like the best jockey. Unbelievable. Also, Bob Baffert, the best trainer. This is easy. 15 to 1, Medina Spirit. Also, the other tidbit I'll throw out from my grandmother, Emma, is always bet on the gray horse. That's the other. Mm. I have one... Um, Note about your bet there. Uh, Medina Spirit is nine to one. So, see, the odds are already going down. Look at that. <laughs> see, that is trending. You, you got to hop in the trade before it's you like lost the, a lot of value favorite. there. Uh, you lost a lot of value. <laughs> what? Who says I didn't I'm, get it at 15 to one? Uh, 
I'm taking uh, I'm taking O Bezos at plus twenty five hundred because it sounds like Jeff Bezos and he runs the world. So I feel like the horse will win. That's too. an interesting like name, Spanish for kisses. Be- Bezos is yeah, but then the O would in- indicate that it's an Irish Spanish horse, I guess. Yeah, I actually Obezos. Yeah, I obey. I'm taking Obezos. Amazon Obezos. I'm going with fucking hot hot rod Charlie. It's yeah, like, I like the cut of his jib or her. No one took midnight bourbon <laughs> or also soup and sandwich, which is thirty three to one. Soup and sandwich was my second pick. I really like that soup one. and sandwich. And then there's also keep me in mind at fifty <laughs> yeah, to one. That one's great. Dyn- dynamic one is my backup. Hidden stash sixty six to one. Keep me Shit. in mind. No spaces is a really good name. Keep me in mind. Okay. Keep us in mind. We're going to keep the NFL draft in mind. You guys can listen to us. DK and I will be doing on the NFL show. We'll be coming to you at, on Thursday night after the first round. We will also be doing a wrap of the entire draft uh, um, on Saturday after that wraps. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, emails at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you win money on these bets, if you lose, then we appreciate you taking personal accountability for your own decisions. And thank you for crediting us for any wins in your DK bucks. And yeah, thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Of course, the man himself, our first overall pick. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Ricky Martin. Oh, I thought you were going to do um, what? Uh, what's the band playing at the draft? I forgot. Is it Kings of Leon? Are they playing and at the Black draft? Black Pumas? I do not know. Hmm. That's cool. Ricky yeah. Martin, DK. I like it. What's your favorite Ricky Martin song? <laughs> I don't know. Live in La Vida Loca. Nice. That's a good one. <laughs> She bangs. That's a good one. Yeah. That should be a horse name. She bangs. All right. We'll see you guys next week.